The Cinders of Dezu, written and read by Oliver Tonic. A tyrant king, a missing girl, and a journey through a perilous world. Join me for this completed sci-fi fantasy novel, read as an audio series. Enjoy the story from here on, or binge from the beginning with the first episode. The episodes are now available on YouTube and Spotify as a podcast. Like and subscribe if you enjoy. My audiobooks are totally free. If you'd like to donate to support my writing, though, check out my Patreon in the description. And now, back to the tale. Chapter 11 Born of Fire and Moonlight Reyna found herself again in what Kadok had called the Mural Hall. Thus far, it was her favorite spot in the whole of the castle. In the center was a long red carpet that went from one end to the other. On either side, the walls were lined with sprawling painted works of things that made her imagination run wild. There were men and monsters like she'd never seen. Generals, warriors, kings and queens that were wielding weapons and commanding armies. There were individual portraits as well. Between each wall of murals there were sculptures, busts, and exquisitely detailed dioramas encased under glass. It was a buffet for the eyes that she could spend hours perusing. So she did. She dug into the cloth sack in her hand and popped a nut in her mouth. She couldn't remember what the kitchen girl had called them, but she found them quite tasty. She grabbed another and handed it to her new friend on her shoulder. She had named him Prince on account of him having saved her from a locked tower. The rat took the nut from her and nibbled on it happily. Prince behaved as if he had been domesticated for years, even though he had only known her a day. But their bond had been strengthened quickly with Reyna's ability to talk with him. Prince didn't say much. He mostly let her know when he wanted food or when a certain smell interested him. Other than that, he gave her signs of affection. Though she could understand him and he could understand her, a rat just didn't have much to say all the time. Full conversations weren't really their forte, but Prince knew his way around the castle better than anyone. After all, it was him that showed her the special hidden hatch under her bed. It had a hole in it that he could go in and out of, which is how he had gotten in her room when he had smelled her food in the first place. The hatch led to a series of crawl spaces and passageways that went throughout the castle. They were old, very old. And Reyna hadn't seen anyone else in them, so she wondered if maybe she was the only one who knew about them. After she had told them about talking to Prince, no one had bothered to ask her about her secret way out of her room. She decided to opt out of revealing that information. In some sections, you had to get on your hands and knees, but the passages seemed to lead to nearly all the rooms in the palace, including this one. Reyna was leaning over a diorama of an army with tiny spears pointed toward the ground. A general was leading the charge, and they appeared to be attacking a series of lumps coming out of the sandy ground where tiny, detailed appendages and forms were rising up. She was so enthralled with the scene that it was only when she was startled by voices that she realized she had her fingers on the glass. She lifted them off and rubbed away her fingerprints before looking for where the sounds were coming from. Waging his war deep in the northern mountains where the Phylorian forces were outmatched. How did he do it? It was a child's voice. 
Reyna couldn't see them yet over the white sculpture of a warrior. She made her way closer. Well, the mighty Farlorians were powerful soldiers, but they are cold-blooded. It makes them much weaker in the freezing snow of the high peaks. They just couldn't manage against General Greyland's forces in that kind of cold. Reyna recognized the voice before she peeked around the sculpture to see them. It was Orion, surrounded by several kids. They looked up at him with wide-eyed interest. They were dressed fairly plainly and functionally. Some looked like they had spots on their clothes, like they'd just come from working on something. But Orion was also dressed fairly simply. Reyna had mostly seen him in something that expressed his kingship in some way, but he looked very casual. A simple cream shirt and cloth dark green pants with boots to match. He looked like some of the servants she had seen headed to work outside. The children gathered around the white statue of a man reeling back his bow with a powerful arm, his arrow at the ready and a look of determination bearing down on his unseen target. Reyna watched as the kids tried to get a look at the plaque on the base of the piece when Orion made eye contact with her. She smiled at him. He gave a slight smile in return and then turned his attention back to the other kids. It was then that a voice rang through the hall. All right, children, time's up. It's time to get back to your duties. It was a cheery voice of a lady. Reyna looked to the entrance to see a larger woman with her hands on her hips. The kids groaned. I know, I know. His majesty is lots of fun. He can show you more later. Reyna watched as the children began to shuffle out. Some lingered behind and looked to the king. He winked at them. Two of the girls ran up and hugged him before following the rest of the group. It wasn't long before the king and Reyna were alone in the hall. Orion kept looking at the marble statue. Reyna chewed the side of her cheek briefly in the silence. She made her way over to him and stood in front of the plaque. She started to read it aloud. General King Graylin, champion of the North and warrior of the people, may his legacy never be forgotten. Orion gave a thoughtful smile, still looking into Graylin's determined white marble eyes. He was a hero of mine growing up. Mom used to bring me down here and tell me all of his stories. Graylin wasn't afraid of anything. Raina smiled at him. Where's your mom now? Orion's eyebrows went up. She's gone. I miss her a lot. Rena put her hands in her pockets and looked back at the statue. I don't have a mom either. It's nice you know what it's like to have one. Orion looked at her profile as she looked at the statue. They were quiet a moment. What about your father? He's nice, Raina said with a smile. He's rich, and he takes me everywhere with him. He worries a lot, though. Orion nodded and looked back at the statue. But he's not my real dad, said Raina. He adopted me when I was a baby. Orion cocked his head as he looked at her out of the corner of his eye. It's pretty obvious if you see us together, I guess, but you've never seen him. He's probably really worried since I've been gone so long, but he's always worried. Orion felt his nose tingle. Hey, is this you? Raina said, turning her attention to a large mural nearby. 
It was high up and had a slant on the ceiling. Orion squeezed the moisture from his eyelids and looked up. It was a sprawling epic of a painting depicting a shirtless young man with blazing hands. He was mid-twirl in a swirl of flames facing off against a ferocious and massive pure white dog bearing its blood-tipped white teeth in a bone-chilling snarl. The two were surrounded by black trees covered in flames. You're right, that is me. How did you know? It's been a long time since I've looked like that. Your face is the same, Raina said. That looks really scary. <laughs> it was pretty scary, actually. What happened? She asked. Orion put his hands on his hips and heaved a big sigh with a raspberry at the end. Well, it's a bit of a story. You sure you want to hear it? Raina looked at him with her eyebrows lowered. There's no TV here, and everyone says I can't go outside or I'll get lost. Go for it. Orion laughed. Hmm. I'm not usually the person telling this one. I like to tell the stories I grew up with. But mine is... Well, it started a long time ago. I'm a bit old, you know. Raina grinned. Back then, the kingdom was different, he said. The king at the time was Erasmus. He was a good man. My mother, who took me in, was a palace servant girl. Her name was Savannah, and the king happened to love her dearly. But their love was a secret. He was supposed to marry a woman of royalty and hopefully join with another nation. But he was married a few times and never had an heir. Erasmus became restless. As it became clear he wouldn't be able to continue the royal bloodline, he couldn't see why he couldn't be with the woman who he loved in the first place. So around this time, the kingdom experienced a crisis. Village after village was being attacked by an especially rare great white shadow dog. No shadow dog is known to last in the light for very long, save for the very desperate or the particularly strong but this creature could withstand any time of day, whether it be the dead of night or midday when the sun was highest and brightest in the sky. He tore apart town after town with great might and fury. The Nam took to calling him Moonlight for his eerie white color. I was growing up in the palace as a servant boy, helping my mother serve our caring and concerned king. He had grown to be like a father to me, he never treated me unkindly or asked me to do anything unreasonable. Often he would take me aside and ask me about my day, and even sneak me foods from the kitchen that the servants weren't allowed to have. So when the plague of moonlight made him grow desperate, I wanted to help. Over and over he sent his warriors out to fight, and over and over they came back defeated or wounded or didn't come back at all. I knew I had to do something. The Nam were my family. I had to help them. And I had to help the good king. So I did. I had used my abilities plenty before. I'd fought off creatures and sparred here and there. But mostly I used them to help keep the halls lit and warm while assisting in various duties around the palace. Usually fire-related. I'd never used them for anything quite like this. I set out after him without telling anyone. Not even my mother. I wandered Dezu for days, 
searching villages and staying with people who were willing to help. I found him finally sizing up the defenses of a small town just outside the border of the Forest of the Forgotten. Orion looked to Reyna, who had decided to sit cross-legged on the floor. She was cupping her hands together, holding Prince. He was sniffing up in the king's direction. Orion softly chuckled. <laughs> I guess this is the part where I'm supposed to say the battle was legendary, he said as he looked back up at the mural. And I suppose it must have been, if it's in this hall with the rest. He trailed off a bit, lost in thought. Then he blinked and looked back down at Prince. Anyway, I came back Desu's new champion. The people brought me gifts from all around. King Erasmus took the opportunity to use the fervor and named me the new heir. The land loved me so much that no one protested. It also gave him an excuse to finally marry my mother and make a queen out of a servant girl. It was a beautiful time. But all I really cared about was finally getting to call someone kind my father. Raina grinned. And you all lived happily ever after? Orion gave a half smile. That is how it's supposed to go, isn't it? He looked back into the eyes of the statue. I just can't believe I get to be in the same room with Graylin. Right next to him, even. That's why I like to bring the servant children in here and tell them stories like my mother did me. It doesn't matter who they are. Everyone deserves to dream. Even someone as unlikely as me. Yours is a good story. It definitely belongs in here, Raina said. Orion smiled. <laughs> Thank you. He looks really scary, but he's also kind of pretty, said Reyna. There's so many monsters on the walls. Are they all real? Orion chuckled. Yeah, they're all real, and there's a lot more where they came from. I would love to see them in real life. Orion rubbed his mustache and down to his goatee. You know, maybe you will. The king cleared his throat. <clears throat> Would you like to eat at the table with me tonight? Kadok is making one of my favorites. You might like it. Reyna squinted one eye. Is it weird? It's probably weird. Everything here is weird. Orion laughed. It's a little weird. Reyna smiled. Well, since you didn't lie about it, I'll try it. Orion shook his head. <laughs> All right, then. It's a deal. I'll have Kata come get you for dinner tonight. Raina nodded happily as she stood up. After Orion had left, Raina realized Prince wasn't anywhere on her person. He had scurried away at some point during their conversation. She studied the floor between art pieces until she saw movement at the bottom of a wide and dark wooden cupboard. He scurried out, holding a nut in his mouth. She headed over to him. Did I drop that? Thanks for looking out. She knelt down and picked him up. She nuzzled her nose to his. If they catch me spilling crumbs in here, they might kick me out. Come on. Prince's attention was toward the cupboard. Had Reyna looked too, she may have seen what he was looking at. There was another mural, closed off and locked behind its dark doors. 
It was the bright paint against a black background that had caught his eye. His rodent mind had translated it as a possible morsel. This thought was quickly followed by disinterest as he smelled only more dried paint. Even through the slit in the doors, you could still see a sliver of the piece. It depicted the king's face again. A face of pain and fury. A face from a time after, happily ever after. Hey guys, it's Oliver. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you want to hear more. Give me your thoughts in the comments if you're watching on YouTube. And check my channel to make sure you're caught up on the latest episode. I'll have regular episodes up until all chapters of this story are fully released, so stay tuned.